Hello. <laughs> so weird, bro. <laughs> it's not every day we get a camera. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Actually, don't do that. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Look at God Podcast. We are tuning here live from the net with the amazing confession of a Christian girl, Tasha. This is definitely the second time we have united together, and every time it is a blast. Trust me, we had tons of fun before we are on the air. But it's not about what was happening then, but what is happening now. That's what we got. Tasha, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good in COVID land. How are y'all doing? COVID land. It's not. It hasn't hasn't blew over over there yet. No. Yeah. I thought it was done. COVID only. The numbers are jumping so high. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Numbers jumping. Yeah, we live in South Florida, so you know the, the numbers never went low. Like we just <laughs> went back. To the y'all never cared. I just want to point that out. You all never cared. You had Not a consistent <laughs> consistency. Listen, that is definitely what we're about. Mm. It's definitely great to have you, Tasha. Thank you for taking time out of your busy evening. And obviously, make sure you wear your mask and keep socially distanced. You might want to upgrade to twelve feet because this this thing this this thing doesn't look like it's about to stop no time soon. Not at all. Oh, definitely praying for you. Uh, as we get started, man, let us really like take a couple steps back and uh, tell us your story. How did you start up the podcast? Where were you at before? Just a quick testimony, man. What did God do for you? Okay, a quick testimony. You said quick. All right, so I was in a space like everybody else in COVID where I was kind of like, nothing to, what What are we doing here? You know, I think that that whole space of being um, very, very quiet and having a lot of time in your hands and just, you know, everybody's reevaluating life, especially if death suddenly come upon you. You really try to figure out, have you done everything you're supposed to do in this earth? Have you given your all? Are you going to die empty? Is God, am I going to stand in front of God and be like, did you do use everything I gave you, used all of it? And I did not want to be like, well, what happened? This happened. I didn't want to have this. <laughs> I don't want to have um, any excuses. And so I was in a space where I sit in conversation, God, I'm ready to do what scares me. Um, it's very easy for me. A lot of people think I'm quiet. I'm not quiet. I'm reserved. I'm very selective about my words because I do realize that I have to give an account for everything I say when I stand in front of him. The things I said, the things I thought, and the things just... I want to act right. And so that simple phrase, I really didn't think much of it. It was just something I said in my quiet time. Like everybody else, I took like a million Zoom classes, Zoom church, Zoom Bible study, just a whole bunch of different Zoom things. And consistently that exact phrase was used. There was um, a live stream with uh, Apostle Ryan Lestrange and makeup artist Kamar A. Unique very random pairing but i knew for me it meant something because it was a um an answer to a question that i've been asking like god you've put so many different things in me and for the longest time i I thought i had to keep my profession separate and my calling separate and my pet like i just and it just was so overwhelming i got to a place where it's like i just want to put it all together and let's see what we get so for me it was just being in a space of i want to do what scares me and it was funny because kamara during that um 
that live, I think it, it coffee and profits. It's something that I think that's the name of it. She said that exact same phrase. Like I have a screenshot on my phone. So I'd be like, I know I'm not crazy. Like I know I heard well, like I know that I'm doing what God has for me. So that's kind of where it started. Um, just kind of reaching out to different people. I heard um, the phrase very clearly kingdom collaboration. It's so much easier. I can do something on my own. It's no problem. But reaching out to other believers and other people who were doing something, there's no threat in that. I'm very anti against like church cattiness, ministry cattiness. Like that's really super duper whack to me. And just it clearly indicates you need to spend more time at the foot of the cross. I feel like why can't we partnership? Why can't we come together and have conversations that we have a whole lot of time on our hands in quarantine? Let's have those conversations. And so that's really how Confessions of a Christian Girl was birthed. I did have a blog and did blog mostly before this, but I think it was, I was still hiding. So I'm in a season where it's like, I'm done hiding. You know, I, I mean, I can have my privacy, but I'm done hiding. There's a difference. So that's how Confessions of a Christian Girl Kingdom Collab was birthed. And here I am. Dang, that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we got no type of intricate details no. to our story. No. It was just, man, I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> I was bored one day and I was looking up at the ceiling. He was actually working on a mixtape. I discouraged him from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah look at God was supposed to be his really? name. Yeah. You want to hear some bars? No. I do. No. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll share that for later. Jesus is king. That's what Jesus is. <laughs> I don't know, he's about to put out. To switch up, you know, today, uh, we're going to be talking about what's next, waiting on God. And uh, I think waiting on God is a topic that I'm dealing with now. I think that's a topic that we as Christians constantly deal with because we always waiting on God for something, or we should be. Yeah, because we'll be living in behind. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Look at you dropping jobs. So the first question is, have you ever prayed for something and received an answer from God? How did you know it was God answering this prayer? Oh, my God. That's a twofold question. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hearing, right? Have you ever prayed and you were basically waiting for the answer? And how did you hear the answer? Um. Mm -hmm. I feel like the season is is based upon my level of stubbornness and what I'm praying for. There are times where we have no room to be like, is this God? Is it not God? We need this answer clear. So I do what I know to do. That is to close the door behind me, turn the plate down and pray, block out everybody else's opinions, everybody else's voice, everybody else's influence and just go with what bears witness with me. What really helps me, um, and it talks about this in great detail, is a book by Bob Mumford, uh, Take Another Look at Guidance. It's a really good book when it talks about the different ways we hear from God and um, trying to get guidance from God. And I was one of those people where I heavily relied on my dreams until I found out that sometimes your dreams can also be the playground for the devil and it can also be classical music in terms of maybe you ate too much before you went to bed or you was watching something, you know, you know, fighting or whatever before you go to sleep. Now you're dreaming about people fighting and chasing, you know, just being um, 
just being fair in it. Um, and he talks about how maybe kind of depending on your dream should be about 30%. So I noticed that I went out was maturing more when I was looking for answers that weren't so big. I was very like, God, if he's not the one, show me a sign. And, you know, the tree falls down or something or just, you know, something comical where I got to the place where, you know, a lot of the time, you know, God is like that still and quiet voice in the Old Testament. You know, Elijah, he was looking for something loud and big and God was wasn't in any of that. He was in the smallness and in the stillness. So getting to the point where I am buckling down and all the noise where I just need silence. For me right now in my in the space and season that I'm in, that's just that it just works for me. Yeah. Beautiful. That's good. Um I've um so I think so you said you have no choice but to be not stubborn. I'm real stubborn. So I've had situations where I've prayed, like, let's say, for instance, God to, you know, show me direction in regards to relationship, show me direction in regards to vocation and word, um, in regards to business, um, you name it. You know, we we get to points where it's like, all right, God, just bleed. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm running myself dry at this point. And my interpretation of him responding was, um, I prayed on it, and what I prayed on, opportunity just started preparing, pre pre um, appearing. So in regards to business, now people are inquiring, hey, can you help me with this? I'm thinking, why are you asking me this? Like, you know, <laughs> it's just completely random, you know? And then, and then not only, here's how stubborn I am. It wasn't just one person. I was like, back to back to back mm -hmm. to back to back. And I'm looking at this like, oh, I hear you. And then I'll, and I'll get to going and then I'll stop. Kind of like when Peter steps out in the water, like God called me to you and he mm -hmm. steps out and he starts looking around and is like, oh, this is scary. And then he starts to sink. So I think times in which I have reached out to God and to whatever, either I moved too quickly, either I didn't wait for an answer or I did get an answer and I didn't have faith in what I heard. Mm -hmm. So yeah that's good i ain't gonna lie to you i think that's where i'm at too i think certain times i get the answer and i don't like what i hear so i keep it pushing uh i was thinking about this and as a kid i remember my grandma telling me that she prayed for because she was married her first husband died and she remarried she said she prayed both times before she got married to these guys and uh she told me that she got answers from god so i told myself Whenever I meet a girl, I'm going to pray and see if she's the one, right? So it's always when things are going good that I make these prayers, but I try to do like the boldest prayer ever. And I say, God, if this girl isn't for me, allow it to end, right? Mm -hmm. And when the only reason I be knowing this God, because it always ends in the most weirdest way. Like everything would be going <laughs> perfect. It would be going perfect, like perfect. Man. You know how I do. And then, <laughs> and then it would be over. It'll be over, and it'd be like, yo, what the heck? And then, you know, for me, sometimes when it'll be over, I'd be looking back, like, all right, God, I don't know if you, you probably made a mistake for this one. Hold on, let me see if this, but, you know, I knew it was God just because the way certain things ended, it, it's no possible way. That it well, can I ask a question? We see in the Old Testament that when uh, uh, Moses throws down his staff and it turns into a snake, you know, God says, look, listen, deflects on him. This is what I want you to do. But then we find out 
that the magicians could do the same thing. I think that it we're not silly to say that the enemy also answers prayers. So how do we know that when we're praying for something, it's not the enemy answering it to set you up and it's God? The enemy also answers prayers? Yeah, he's listening. He's listening. I, from my experience, I, I have found, so like anything, like whenever you hear anything, like there's, there's, um, you know, there, for instance, like even if someone, like, let's say you speak a word into me, like, I don't, I don't just stop there. I don't just say, okay, Tasha said a word to me and it's, it's gold. I think, you know, even like uh, when we read through the Bible, I mean, there's, there's, there's ways to confirm what you heard, you know, there's through prayer, there's through, um, you know, possibly people around you that you trust who are spiritually um, sound that, that you can possibly reach out to. Um, and even the word of God. I think I, in my situation, I found sometimes when, when a prayer has been answered or when I felt like, ah, is this it? I, I think the way that the enemy um, communicates is always perverted. So th- th- there will be some remnants of perversion. There'll be some remnants of selfishness. There'll be some remnants of things that he stands for. Like he doesn't operate in love. Like that's not his language. You see what I'm saying? So I think anytime and every time that I've been in a situation where I was praying or looking into something, Mm-hmm. If I don't see love, if I don't see pure motives, if I don't see like, hey, there's like even with a woman, like I think times, you know, we're men, we're, we're, we're very visual, like it'll go crazy real quickly in our heads. Like, and it's like, this is not why I should admire this person. This is not why this person should be someone in which I would consider the one. And it's always something that's very, it's like the heart of the person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this can't be devil. This is our the enemy would not seek me to look into, even though the heart is deceitful, yes. But it wouldn't send me to like find the 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 Christ in them. That wouldn't be what I'm attracted to. It'd be something else. Yeah. It'd be her her physical attributes. It would be her, you know, her uh maybe her submissiveness for the negative reasons. Um, but that's just my take on whenever I hear something yeah. or, or I pray on something. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I was thinking of like how does the Bible also support that? But man, God is not a God of confusion. Mm-hmm. So like we can always seek clarity. I think certain times uh, we just take certain answers and however we perceive it, we just run and say that was God revealing it to me. I was yeah. going to make it fail because it was my heart's desire. So now anything that I see, it just confirming what my heart already desires. But then my heart is deceitful at the same time. So, you know, I think it's it all works together. But God is not a God of confusion. So you can always seek clarity. I think we we as Christians, we have to continue to seek clarity. Though. I don't think we can just stop and say, okay, I'm moving now, but we have to seek clarity and then move. You know what I'm saying? I think waiting on God, I think that's all it is about, is seeking clarity during that time. So, As you mentioned clarity, I, I, I might get this wrong. It was either Elisha or Elisha, the one that kept on putting the pot outside the uh, the tent. It was like, hey, Lord, if this is you, fill this, t- uh, this uh, vase up with water. And then he... He found it with water and they pulled it out. There's a few different, but there was a, re- a repeated of, hey, if that this was is- Gideon. Okay, that guy. Did you say, okay, that guy? Yeah, it was Gideon who kept testing God like that, which I thought was dope for the Old Testament. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and even um, at times, um, what was it? It was, uh, what was it Abraham? The one that, oh, no, Moses, sorry. sorry. It was Moses. Um, the one that, was Moses? Cool. Uh, he needed. He needed to go. Yes, it was Moses. Let my people go. 
he needed to go to the Pharaoh, and there was always a conversation with, no, are you sure it's me? I can't speak. I yeah. can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just a constant reaffirming. So they like, asked Aaron to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But literally, it wasn't, you know, there is instances where God said go and people went, but human nature, there's a lot of times, there's tons of evidence where it's like, I've said something. And these are people that have direct access, direct contact, I mean, specially chosen people, whatever the case may be, for example sakes. And even they, you know, were, you know, questioning, you know, even they thought, okay, well, um, let me focus on me and what I can do versus like the fact that God is with me, you know, maturing later on um, amongst all these people. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some reading to do now, Derek. Yeah, I, I said. <laughs> I said Elijah. It's, it's, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Also in the Old Testament, you were warm. You were warm. Yeah, it's, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the, Bible. the reference point was correct. <laughs> hey, Sasha, confused. I'm not getting no nod, no head shake. She's like, mm. I don't remember this in the Bible. <laughs> then you confuse Abraham with Moses. I say, oh, he having a rough day. <laughs> oh man. Can you read the? You gonna read the Bible a little bit for me? Uh, can you go to Isaiah forty thirty one, please? This is actually a Fred Hammond song. Oh man, Fred Hammond's so dope, man. Isaiah forty thirty one. Isaiah forty thirty one, my brother. Hammond's pretty dope. Uno momentos when the spirit of the Lord comes upon. You gotta you pray for brother Fred. Hammond he got thing? COVID. You got to pray for Fred. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Last I seen him, I ain't seen Fred in so long. Do we still got the little braids? No. On that note. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Isaiah 40, 31 reads, yes, New King James Version. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Mm-hmm. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then can we go to Lamentations? I hope I'm pronouncing this word right. Is it Lamentations? Mm, it's Lamentations. all about crying, lamenting. Yep, that's correct. Yep. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you go to Lamentation 3-2? That reads, he has led me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Mm. Yeah, I read another version of that, and it says uh, Lamentation 325. I'm sorry. Can you go to Lamentation 325? 325. Oh, okay, cool. That's probably why the version was wrong. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. There we go. To the soul who seeks him. There we go. The Lord is good to those who wait on him and the souls who seek him. Seeks him. So the following question then, uh, as Christians, what should be our posture when we're waiting on God? What do we do? How do we wait? What should be our posture while we're waiting on God? I'm, allow, I'm really intrigued to hear what y'all say because I have no clue. Um, Holy Spirit, speak. So I'm thinking on this matter. I think it it becomes very um, it becomes a very you personal thing because I think at times he calls you to wait, and then there's times where movement is required. It's not a 
um, just expect something to fall out the sky. You know, a lot of times, a lot of examples in the Bible where God reached certain people, they were, they were in transition. They, they were moving, they were doing things, and that's where, bam, that's where you met them. And then there's times in which you met you in the quiet space. So I, I think, my, I think um, I guess to even almost like revisit the last question about how do you know it's him, is like, I think there's always the, the, the to remember, seek first the kingdom of God. Like I think in the process of seeking him and seeking the kingdom, um, there is a relationship that's established, a relationship that's being worked on, and he's communicating to you. And I think it's through that, through through where you're in, where you're going to, where you're seeking to get to, where he's trying to take you, there is a very, um, it's through that intimacy that he will communicate to you where you should be right now. And maybe quit your job, maybe start a business, maybe start a podcast. Um, but I think it's in that intimacy that he conveys to you whether it's go or stay. I don't think particularly one of those are wrong. But yeah, if you're a busybody, it may be just slow you behind down. I mean, if you're a sloth, it may be, hey, get get up and get going. So. I don't have a super duper spiritual answer for this. Um, when Jarvis t- told me what the topic was, I let out a deep sigh. Because I was like, God, I'm not an expert at this. I was like, I'm going to need some deep revelation. And I still got nothing. I was like, just be truthful and tell your truth because there are people who can connect to where you are. I think for me, um, it's my attitude while I'm waiting. Yeah. I feel like when your attitude's not the greatest, the wait seems even longer. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you're irritated, you're antsy. I'm the kind of person where it's like, when I have tunnel vision, I focus on that one thing and nothing else. I noticed that in the waiting process, it gives me an opportunity to still take care of the other things I still that still need my attention that he put in my hand to take care of as I'm still pursuing. So for me, the biggest thing is it's the attitude. And it's not even things that I say out of my mouth. We can we can control that, but it's the things that I say in my heart while I'm waiting and my frustration and my complaining. It's like, look at where the children of Israel got it wrong. Nobody wants to be in the desert for 40 years. Nobody wants to do that. So I need to pay attention to what did they do to prolong their own process to the point where they pissed God off so much. He said, none of y'all can go in. And I wanted to do this for you. So for me, it's just like, God, I have to literally like God, like literally God help my attitude. Like I know when it's like, Jesus, I, I, I can't do it. Like I need you to help me. And all I can do is be truthful in that process because the thing is we're always waiting for something. Always. You're waiting to retire. You're waiting to graduate. You're waiting to get married. You're waiting to have a baby. You're waiting for your kids to leave your house. You, you're waiting to you know get to the end of your life, whatever. There's always a waiting process. And I think the biggest thing is to, in order to not be miserable and to live life miserably, that you need an attitude adjustment even while you're pursuing in the waiting. So for me, like I said, it's, it's my attitude and still being productive in it. Not just staying busy and just doing a bunch of, like you were saying earlier, a bunch of busybody things, but doing things that purposefully pulls me closer to what I am um, asking for. And I like the fact um, that you were talking sometimes, you know, we're waiting when God really wants to just to make movements and do something like I, that was me. Like I literally be like, 
so scared that I didn't want to disappoint God that I would do nothing. And one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my entire life was doing nothing, was staying too long, was waiting for some giant catastrophic thing to happen, which would happen in order for me to get a move on. I don't need God to answer me in that way. So I think kind of that attitude, that pursuit and like, God, I want to please you, God, I want to do what's right. And knowing that life is always full of movement. You know, anytime we are standing still, standing still and waiting is two different things. And I think that that's the thing that people forget. That's two very different things. And so I can still be moving and doing the things I need to do and still be waiting. So I feel like it's it's more of a, a mental position more than anything else. But like I said, I ain't got nothing super deep to say about that one. Yeah, that was good. No, nah, that's real. Uh, man, I actually was struggling as well. And then I've been reading Romans for like the last three weeks. I was actually only supposed to read it for uh, two weeks, but I've been skipping days, so I'm really behind. Uh, but as I was reading Romans, man, I was actually in Romans 9, and I read the end of Romans 9, so uh, verses 31 through 33, and it says, but the people of Israel who tried so hard to to get right with God by keeping his law never succeeded. Why not? Because they were not trying to get, get, get right with God by keeping his law instead of trusting him. They stumbled over getting, getting over the great rock. God warned them in scripture, I will place a stone in Jerusalem that makes you people stumble, a mm -hmm. rock to make them fall. But anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Uh, so when I was reading that, I was like, how does that kind of relate to this topic? And it was like, trust. You know, I think when you're waiting, it's a matter of trust because a lot of times we can be discouraged while we're waiting. That's why a lot of times we don't move or a lot of times when we're waiting, we can feel like it's never going to happen or feel like, oh, was that really God? And we just question what's going on. So I think a lot of times we just have to trust. And when you understand that trusting requires so much surrendering because that means I'm not working to, for this. And mm -hmm. I think for us, we're, we're in America. So the culture is work, 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 get what you get, get what you get, get what you get. You're working, you're working. But trusting is something that is like, it's, it's taboo to us because we don't, you're not supposed to trust anybody, no new friends. Like everybody's like out there to get you. So when you flip that and say, I have to trust this God that I can't physically see, I can't physically touch. I got to trust this guy and maybe he'll get me through this situation. But that's where faith comes in. So, you know, for me, I'm learning that trust is such a, a, a big thing when it comes to waiting. So by me not being able to wait at times of being impatient, it shows that I have a lack of trust in God. So, you know, that, that's what that's what I'm learning. So I think our our, our posture when uh, we're waiting should be trusting God. So even if like, you know, even if this thing takes 10 years to take 20 years, like even when you think about Abraham and Sarah, they didn't trust God. They didn't trust God. They went their own route. They went their own route. And then out of that, you get Ishmael. So it's like, if we trust God, those answers, those promises will be answered. You know, it may not be answered when we want it on our timetable, but mm -hmm. That requires trust. Trust doesn't give you a timeline. You know what I'm saying? Trust always is like it's something that's whenever, whenever God, God is perfect. So whenever he's ready, that's when the doors happen. So, you know, I think trust is the biggest step 
when uh, it comes to waiting on God. That's what I'm learning. Yeah. As you're talking, you remind me of this book called The Hell with the Hustle. Um, and as you mentioned the business and as you look at Western culture, we, we take more of the picture of the enemy as the roaring lion. The enemy is a limited time. The enemy is the one with the, I have to get as much as I can right now. And if you look at Christ, I mean, Christ was very, I mean, Lazarus died. Obviously, there's deeper meanings behind these things, but Christ was right on time. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd, he'd get up, he'd pray, spend time into the time of his father, and then the day begins, whether we're healing, whether we're preaching, whether whatever whatever is to be done for that day. But he was always right on time. It wasn't, a, I'm behind time. I have to make up for this. I have to make up for that. And I think somewhat, somehow, yeah, we, we definitely embody the posture of the enemy and always feeling like, always an, an anxiousness of, I don't have enough. I, I'm not going to make it on time. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm behind on life and all these other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, you're right, man. You're right. Uh, for as we get into like the later questions, man, this one requires us to be a little, a uh, little transparent, and really like personal. So, uh, right now in your life, at with everything that's going on for you personally, uh, what are you trusting God for? What is something that you're trying to trust God for? What is, What is something that you're waiting on God to move in? What are you currently waiting on? I got a whole list. (laughs) I have a whole list. Um, Man, that's such a broad question. I could, you know, say the easy stuff. But I think that there was a certain place I just knew I was going to be in. I'm turning 30 at the end of this week. And there's just, this was just not the vision I had. This just wasn't it. And you couldn't have told me that. X, Y, and Z is not going to happen. This is where you're going to be. You're going to be in a transition place. You're going to be in a rebuilding phase. You're going to be in a go, girl, go get some therapy phase. Nobody could have told me that, especially because I felt like I had an early start on certain things. You know, like I did like my first official business, like eating my, my bread, my cheddar, my everything was from whatever I was catching at 23. You could have told me that okay, that was still not going to be in place by 30 because you made X, Y, and Z in these decisions. And so I think um, in the, the waiting on the restoration, there's some aspects of my life where God has definitely restored me. And there's some places where I'm like, what's going on? What's happening? I'm being obedient, right? I'm fasting, right? I'm going to church, right? I'm tithing, right? I'm doing all the right things. And there's still like not yet this this tangible manifestation and fulfillment of this is why I place you on this earth. So for me, it's that that's I don't know if I'm, I'm waiting for a season or something specific to happen. I still don't know. But for me, it just is kind of like trusting God that even though this is not what I thought it was going to be and look like, that he's still working out destiny because he knew I was going to make all these dumb decisions. And being okay with that, in a space of being okay with it, that, that's still a work in progress for me. Mm. Mm. 
Now you gonna look over here. So I know he calling on me, but oh man, your eyes is piercing. Uh, for me, man, it's it's actually broad as well. But uh, I'm kind of waiting on God to kind of transform, transform me. You know what I'm saying? Because you know the Bible says. Uh, do not be conformed to the the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm gonna lie to you, man. I look at myself sometime, and I'd be like, "Yo, you're so different than what you used to be." And certain people would be like, "Yo, you you changed." And then I look at certain things, and I'd be like, "Boy, this ain't changed at all." <laughs> so you know, when I'm waiting on God to really like transform, like it's certain things that. I've been struggling with since I was 12. And it's like, yo, you can't get over this. I've been an angry dude from birth. <laughs> like I've been this angry dude. About the womb, man. But and then I I I display it sometime and I'd be like, yo, you still this guy. And you know, I don't know if that's the enemy lying to me, telling me that you, to look at the dead man or look at the person that you used to be, or that's something that God is still transforming in me that I haven't totally surrendered to him yet. So for me, man, I'm just waiting for the transformation to happen where it's like no longer do I struggle with discipline. No longer do I struggle with uh, dishonoring people. No longer do I struggle with anger. So, you know, I'm waiting for God to really flip that switch in Jarvis where, you know, I love God enough to let go of certain things. He let go of pride, lust, like all of that. Just let it go. So, you know, I'm waiting for that transformation. So, yeah. This is a very good question. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know I was going to go there. I was going to talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you didn't. <laughs> I think one thing that came to mind was in regards to vocation and work, business, um, what what you do for, um, what you do with the gifts that you've been given. I think, um, I guess similar to the transformation, I, I definitely... I'm definitely seeking to draw closer um, and for him to draw closer as I draw closer, um, which I know that's going to be a lifelong, but I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm seeking for him to be present and, and being clear on exactly why I'm here and where he wants me. Um, I think a lot of times, like so we can get busy just being busy and whether it's doing this or doing that, and it's almost like I'm the measurement of, okay, yeah, this is good, but I, I, I want to know what he has in mind with what is good for what I'm here for. So I can stay busy. I, I've got gifts, I've got talents, I've got, um, I don't know, but, but less, less of, less of my desires, but once again, just, mm. just, just his kingdom, yeah, his kingdom first, his kingdom first and, and, and drawing closer to that made that manifest to loving and fulfilling exactly what, um, uh, people he's placed in my life, opportunities placed in my life. And just kind of sort of just operating from that versus what's next in the curriculum or what the next individual feels um, is a good idea. But what is what is what is God's idea? Yeah. Hmm. 
But Jarvis, also you said something that was so interesting um, when you're talking about some of you know our negative attributes that sometimes we're still waiting on God to change. And two examples popped into my head immediately, especially when it comes in, you know, to our wonderful temper. I can understand. Um, for some, their temper is outward. Mine is quiet and seething and very ser serial killer-ish. So I have to watch it and like get it from the beginning. <laughs> he said, what? Listen, you said be transparent. Here you go. But I love the fact when I think about Paul, he was somebody who just didn't, um, he didn't back down. You know, when it talks about like um, when he was uh, being led, he was arrested and an officer slapped him and he goes and he like the, it says a whole bunch of stuff Paul said. And as soon as he was done saying it and was like, oh, I'm so sorry, he apologizes. As super saved as Paul was, Paul let him know how he felt or even thinking about Elijah. He, listen, he sent a bear from the woods to come and speak about his child because they knew him because he was bald headed. So I feel like even our negative attributes, as much as, you know, yes, there should be a killing of a flesh and we all have good, bad, ugly, and different. It still is amazing where it's like God is still able to use all of it. You know what I mean? So like, you know, just saying that, that, that encouraged me what you were saying, but that's what popped into my mind just now. Mm. Trusting that God can use all of it. Change me, no God. Oh. <laughs> Make me more like you. Thanks, son. Thanks. I think, uh, I think, man, I'm learning, man. Waiting and trusting is almost go hand in hand, man. Uh, but it's, I gotta lie to you, it's tough though, you know, to actually really surrender to God and understanding that he's working for your good, even though you can't see it. You know what I'm saying? Because like when you still struggle with the same attributes, you can't see that God is changing it. You know, other people may be able to, but you personally can't see it. So even when you're waiting on something, it's like, you can't see it. And I think that's like the big problem with waiting is because it's still not certain and we have no control over it. So we is kind of left, like left in a place where, only the creator can really deal with it. But I think that just shows how big God is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I think we try to minimize him. But mm. the creator loves you. The creator wants to have a relationship with you. The creator sent his son to die for you. So he really wants to change you. Like he really wants to love you. He really desires these things for you more than you desire these things. So I think when we get caught up in understand, like wanting it for ourselves and thinking like, oh, God ain't want, God don't want it for us. Or God may not be like, we got to understand that he wants, he desires more for you than you do. Okay. So, you know, I think that's what loving and trusting him looks like. Man. So, But I also think too, silencing the voice of the enemy in the waiting process, I think is also really important. Um, like an analogy that just popped into my head. I had, my mom had a friend when I was younger. I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I know I was old enough to tell time. And he told me that um, I, I had this obsession with diaries and journals. Like I wanted a diary with a lock on it so I can write my deepest and darkest secrets. Like I had this whole thing. And he told me I'm going to be there at one o'clock to pick you up to take you to the bookstore and go get it. And so I got myself ready. I, I was ready to go. It was like 12.59. And then it, I was like, he'll be right here and I can just run downstairs and we can go. It got to 105 and 115. So 
So, I mean, I was super, super anxious, but I was like, all right, let me just drag a chair. I sat down in front of the clock and I waited. Like I counted every minute just waiting. He was like exactly like an hour late. And I was just so happy that he was going to show up because I was like, he's never broken his promise to me. This is somebody who's like a second dad to me. You know what I mean? Just like he's going to hold his word. And it's so funny because it's like sometimes where it's like, um, you know, the Bible says that, you know, we need to have childlike faith. And we need to come to God like children sometimes. It's like, if I can do that naturally, even as a kid, that means I still have that same ability, knowing and trusting that you made me this promise. You've never broken your promise before. And yeah, you're a little late. Not a little bit. You was a lot late. Like, oh, I was like, come on, I'm a kid. What are you doing? It could have been two hours late. I knew, <laughs> I knew you was going to show up. And, and he did eventually. But I think during that whole process, silencing the voice of the enemy while we're waiting, I feel again so that we're not waiting miserably, I think is extremely important. Yeah. Mm. Man, I think, yeah, that's good. You know, I was reading a verse in uh, Psalms that kind of was talking about that. It says, uh, Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in this land living. living. Wait patiently for the Lord, be brave and courageous. Yes, I will wait patiently for the Lord. And I think. You got to focus on the good things. You got to focus on the Lord's goodness over that time. I think the enemy always wants you to focus on the, the situation, you know, and focus on the negative aspects of the thing that you're dealing with. But when God, when you focus on God's goodness, it's easier to get through these like these times because now you're focusing on the goodness. So while I'm waiting on the thing, I'm not right here just sitting in front of a clock, but I'm actually like, I'm actually going. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I'm actually living life. I'm actually focused on other things. So when I do receive the thing, it no, it's not an idol. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to receive it, yes, but it's not something that I was constantly waiting on where I place my salvation in. So That's good. Right, wait, we go back when you're saying like the thing that you're waiting for, making sure it's not an idol. Jesus. That's 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 heavy. Yeah. Yeah, look at that's God. a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Oh God. Mm. Huh? I didn't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but uh, nah, that's real. Like, you can actually, like, the thing you can be waiting on can become an idol. Man, I'll be personal. I know I'm going to talk about this eventually. But with football, I, football was something that I was waiting on God to, like, because playing college football, having success and transferring schools every time I felt like I needed to, I think it had became something that I really wanted, and I placed my salvation in this. If God is good, he's going to get me to the NFL. Mm. That's how I was. I'm going to be real with you. So when I'm I'm not in the NFL, clearly, is God still good? So I really had to ask myself these questions. So, you know, I, I, I think sometimes we can make things our idols in place, like the things to say, if I don't get this from God, is he still good? If I don't get this from God, is he still good? And I really had to go through this. If I'm, if I'm not married and if I don't have a kid ever, is God still good? So, like, you know, I have to really ask myself all those questions while I'm waiting on something to see if it had became, become an idol. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. So. As we close everything off, man, Tasha, uh, where can we find you? Plug, 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 shameless plugs. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Confessions of a Christian Girl. Um, I just wrapped up season one. 
Um, and I'm super, the Lord told me, you know, sometimes will, will tell you to go to the brook and when the brook dries up, he don't even have to tell you to leave. You should know it's time to go. This is a wrapping up of season one. I think we have a lot going on in a world where I will kind of shift my focus into like kind of just praying about a lot of things that is around me. So I'm getting ready to do um, like a live series. So you heard it here first. So I'm getting ready to do that at launch and probably at least do it at least consistently and faithfully and once a week until I transition into season two. Um, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff here today i'm in my waiting process as you can see for season two so join me there to find out you know what i'm doing in the meantime and in between time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. tasha it's always a pleasure you are thanks for having me definitely look forward to uh mm -hmm. watching the live series and uh seeing obviously where god takes you mm -hmm. um jarvis i had one thing i wanted to do oh. you know i'm so excited uh we 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 gonna start something new, right? Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna challenge our guests to do this. Uh, so if somebody is struggling with uh, waiting on God right now, mm -hmm. right? Can you please pray for them? Okay. You know, can you please pray for them? You are gonna bow our heads? We are gonna pray, pray. Okay. You know Thank you. Okay, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to come and just it means to wait on you. Lord, we come to you just being very honest. Some of us are struggling with waiting. Some of us are super okay with waiting. But for wherever we find ourselves, Father, we just pray that we find you in the middle. Regardless of where we are, Father, may our focus and our heart be on you and be pleasing you and to really find out why we're here on this earth. Lord, give us peace. Help us to find our way um, and help and give us a community to discuss these waiting issues and topics. Father, and I pray that anybody's listening to this, that they they wouldn't lose heart, that they wouldn't lose faith, but that they will indeed see that you are good. And that even if you don't answer something right away, it may not necessarily be a no. It might be a right, not a right now where you have something better. Help us, Father, to be patient, not just with ourselves, but also be patient with you. God, we love you. And all we want to do is to serve you and, and have you be pleased with us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Subscribe, Confession of a Christian Girl, <laughs> hashtag Look at God podcast. Drop a rate, drop a comment, share it to someone who needs to hear this. Tasha, once again, always a pleasure. You have a blessed night, love. Till the next time we see you. Take care. <laughs>